Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. All right, so we had a good weekend. Who had a good weekend? Welcome back to the Burley Gunner Show. I'm your host, Burley Gunner. Oh, man. We had ourselves a weekend. The NFL is back, and it is in full swing. The fans are back. It's exciting. Everything feels normal. Everything feels normal. I woke up this morning. It was a beautiful, beautiful football weather feel, crisp, brisk air outside. I wake up. The windows are open. I head downstairs. I head out onto the porch, and it's just so beautiful. It feels like football. And then I pack my kids up. We go to the we go we go to the the coffee shop. We don't do free advertising on here, but we go to the coffee shop. We get some coffee, we get some donuts. As most of you know, and if you do not know, I'm a dunker. And it's just so nice to have the football feel back. You know, pumpkin spice. I'm not a pumpkin guy, but I got a pumpkin spice. What is it, latte today? I got a pumpkin spice latte. A hot one. To soothe my voice. Still recovering from Friday. Speaking of which, shout out to the Perry Panthers and the McKinley Bulldogs who gave me the time of my life on Friday. Absolute showdown in the Federal League high school football. And shout out to Perry for having us over at Q92 Radio. Shout out to Keith Wakefield, longtime head coach for the Perry Panthers. Uh, For 30 years, Keith Wakefield, they had an introduction ceremony um, before the game. During pregame, it was beautiful. They named, newly named, Perry Football Stadium, which is now Keith Wakefield Stadium. And I just want to come on here and say how proud I am to be able to be the voice of that, to be able to share that moment with the community. 
Um, it was a tough. It was a tough loss that night for the community. Um, the McKinley Bulldogs did come out on top, but it was a thriller, man. And 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 shout out to both of those schools, all of those kids who gave me an absolute thriller in in what's arguably the game of my career in the broadcast booth. Um, I can't say enough about it. I I can't wait until this Friday. I am so excited. I don't know where I'll be, um, so stay tuned on that. You can follow me on the Book It Sports app. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me, you know, go Facebook. Yep, I still do that. Um, Instagram, all Burley Gunner. So it was a fun weekend. It was just an absolutely fun weekend. I can't explain how excited I am for football to be back. It is my favorite season. It's my favorite time of year. I love the high school football. I I dig the college football. And then the NFL on Sunday, it is just, there's nothing better. And I'm so excited for what's to come this season. All right, we had a football game uh, here, not here, but we had a very big football game with the Browns and the Chiefs. And you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy. I came on this show last week and I sedated. We don't need to win this ballgame, Cleveland. The Browns do not need to win this football game. Last week I stated, we need to be in the game competing. That's what Stefanski always harps. That's what Kevin Stefanski, 2020 Coach of the Year, NFL Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. That's what he always preaches in that locker room, practices, competing. The Browns competed yesterday. They competed They didn't win the football game. Should have. Yeah, they should have. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. But those who forgot, the Browns had the lead 22 to 10. And yes, I know it. They blew it. I understand that they blew a 22 to 10 lead. But here, here, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about 12 points. With, with with Patrick Mahomes, okay? So let me break this down for you. With 7.27 to go in the game, still the 22-10 lead. Or excuse me, in the third quarter, 7.27 to go. Travis Kelsey gets the touchdown. It was inevitable that Kansas City was going to have some sort of a comeback. They got the ball back. Seven minutes later, to close out the third quarter, they got a field goal from Harrison Butker. 22 to 10 Browns. But the Browns from what life in my life at least in the last 30 years what the Browns do not do is respond. And what they did last year and what they are doing in week 1 this year with Kevin Stefanski leading the unit They are responding. They are competing. Kareem Hunt scores a touchdown. 
that 22-20 lead, uh, the old Browns, the old Browns would have they would have folded right then and there. It would have been over. Not the new Browns. Nope. Not the new Browns. Marched right down the field. Methodically. Five minute drive. Nine plays. 75 yards. Capped off with a cream hunt. Two yard touchdown. And a Chase McLaughlin kick that went right through. No kicking issues today in Cleveland. 29-20. But here, the very next play, not a drive. They didn't drive down the field. Very next play, Tyreek Hill, 75-yard touchdown bomb from Patrick Mahomes. And now the Chiefs are down two again. But then what do we have? We have the miscue. We have the... See, everybody called me crazy when I said as a as a Browns homer that I didn't want to go into Arrowhead and piss Patrick Mahomes off week one and send them on their way 0-1. It's, it's, just, it's just not something that I would want to remember and, and see going into the playoffs knowing that that my my homer team Cleveland would go have to play the Chiefs again knowing what what happened in, in week 1 so what happened in the fourth quarter was with 10 minutes to go the Scottish Hammer came in to punt the ball away and it was the first punt attempt for the Browns all game long if i might add and what happened miscue it was exactly how I wanted it. And I know you're calling me crazy right now. I know you're saying, oh, you, you're sick. How could you want this? I, the night before this game, my brother will verify. I told him the best way this could happen is the Browns lead the game. And then something happens I didn't say the Scottish Hammer fumbles the football. I said something happens in the ending of the game that would lead to believe Cleveland as victor, but in the end, the Chiefs would be 1-0 in the win column. And that's exactly what we have. I think the Browns should have won this game. There's no doubt about it. How can you argue it? They had it in the bag until the fourth quarter when a Tyreek Hill 75-yard bomb, which the coach of the year will be prepared for in the postseason. This is a perfect, like, you couldn't write it better. And I'm predicting it right now. You're going to call me crazy. But I'm predicting it right now. The Browns are going to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, and it's going to be in Cleveland. It's going to be in Cleveland, and if it's at Arrowhead, it doesn't matter. The Browns are coming out of the AFC. That's what I learned today. That's what I learned with the Cleveland Browns today, that they are coming out of the AFC. That's why I'm not mad. I can't be mad. It's exactly what I wanted. 33 to 29. 
Browns led the entire game. They competed. They competed with the Chiefs. They owned them on the offensive front. They owned them on the defensive front. Baker Mayfield, 21 for 28. One interception. And it was the biggest interception that he might have ever thrown. The walk-on will learn from the mistake and he will move on. 321 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. And I know what you're going to say. Well, Baker Mayfield didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't have to. They didn't need him to. The Browns, Kevin Stefanski didn't need Baker Mayfield to throw a touchdown today. And the Browns put up 29 points. They punted one time. Once. One time. I mean, Stefanski was aggressive. The first two fourth downs of the ball game in the four, in the first quarter, Stefanski rolls the dice and goes for it. Stefanski goes for the two-point conversion because of a miscue on a defensive penalty for the Chiefs that put them half the distance to the goal. Kevin Stefanski rolled the dice, went for two, they got it. He was aggressive. The Browns won the game plan. They won the game plan. They really did. The Chiefs, because they're the Chiefs, because they have Tyreek Hill, who's as fast as a cheetah, they have the they have Travis Kelsey, who is literally Gronk, and then they have Patrick Mahomes. So they're always going to be in ball games. They are always going to be lingering. Like I said, it's week one. It might as well be the preseason. The Browns want to win the AFC North. But the Browns know they will be in the playoffs. I know it. You know it. They're not saying that, but they know. The Browns know that they're going to be in the playoffs. The Browns know that they are they are a superior team in the AFC. And I think they believe they're the best team in that in that division. And I know that it it, it looks like it looks like Baltimore, and let's get into this. It looks like Baltimore now with a win against the Raiders would be 1-0. The Bengals, they won today. 1-0. And the Steelers, they won today. 1-0. And the Browns would be sitting dead last. I know it's week one, but the irony, the irony. The Browns are winning this division. The Ravens, they they had last week, Gus Edwards going down, Peters going down. It's just, I don't, I don't, I already didn't see it with Baltimore. I definitely don't see it now. Pittsburgh started the season exactly how I thought they would, but I also see them winning no more than seven games. I have them around five to six games. But the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals, they look pretty good. They blew, They look pretty good. 
And if Baltimore somehow, some way, because I predicted them to not make the playoffs, but somehow, some way, if they have an off year, and I have them missing the playoffs not because of of an off year technically, but just because I think the AFC is a lot deeper than the NFC, and we're gonna have we're just gonna have some teams that are playoff teams that aren't gonna make it, and I think the Ravens are going to be one of them. I think they win against the Raiders, however, but the Baltimore or the excuse me the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, hats off to them. Joe Mixon carried the ball 29 times, as I expected. 127 yards, touchdown. Joe Burrow mimicked Baker Mayfield's numbers. 20 for 27. Baker Mayfield was 21 for 28. Now Mayfield threw for over 300 yards. Burrow only threw for 261, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, five receptions, 101 yards. And a touchdown. So, clearly, clearly, I need to take a step back and give them maybe a little more credit. Maybe they're not the worst team. Maybe they're not. I mean, I watched that game. They looked pretty good. And I questioned how Joe Burrow was going to be able to get the ball to these receivers. But, honestly... The offensive line didn't play great, but, I mean, they played well enough for Joe Burrow to sit in the pocket and throw for 261 yards, two touchdowns, only had seven incompletions, 20 completions. I mean, Joe Mixon doesn't run the ball 29 times for 127 yards behind a completely worthless offensive line. And Jamar Chase, the rookie receiver, he doesn't catch the ball five times for 100 yards and a touchdown behind an offensive line. So maybe the Bengals knew what they were doing in the draft. Maybe. Maybe Jamar Chase was the right selection over the uh, O-lineman from Oregon, Penny Sewell. Maybe. I could be wrong on that. They looked really good, and the AFC North might be a little bit better than I expected, but I still think the Browns run away with it. The Bengals are not going to win 12, 13 games and compete with Cleveland. The Steelers certainly aren't. They're probably going to finish last. They will probably finish last. So after week one... The way I see it, the way that these teams played, and the way I see them playing throughout the season, despite the 0-1 start, I think the Browns still run away with the division and win it by at least two games. I would say Pittsburgh finishes last, and Baltimore and Cincinnati, those are the two teams that would be fighting for second and third. All right, new segment on the show. Bang or bust? Burley bangs or Burley busts? Where did Burley bang this weekend? Let's talk about the Steelers. How about them? I said Big Ben's going to be the healthiest all 
season this week, and he was. Steelers' run game was better. Steelers' defense was better. But more importantly, the thing that I want to allude to is, again, where Burley banged was the experience of Mike Tomlin and Big Ben. The quarterback-coach tandem is very superior when it comes to the mind in Pittsburgh than it is with Buffalo. Now, I get it. Buffalo's great. Buffalo is better than Pittsburgh. But in this week one matchup with the Steelers coming off a beatdown in the playoffs at Heinz Field to the Browns, I don't know. I felt like there was a chip on their shoulder, and they proved it. Took the points, and they won the game. Burley bangs the Steelers in week one. Don't don't get to, don't get comfortable with that either. Don't get comfortable with the Steelers. I see them still winning five, six ball games. I thought it was just a very good spot. All right, Burley busts on the Vikings. I said this was the blowout of the weekend. Yeah. And it wasn't. I mean, it, it, they, they flat out lost the ball game. They made it a game there at the end, uh, down 21-7. to seven, Came back all the way, came back roaring. And, you know, they ended up losing by a field goal. Shout out to Joe Burrow. I mean, I don't think Minnesota's terrible. I think the defense is not as good as what I expected it to be. Um, I mean, around the middle of the league, middle of the pack. But the Vikings, man, (sighs) skull, baby. That's what they're saying over there, skull, baby. All right, Burley banged the Eagles. The four Chubs actually banged the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Upset? I don't think so. I mean, why is Atlanta favored? They're at home? Big deal. Big freaking deal. I mean, they got rid of Julio Jones. Wasn't that the main indicator that Atlanta was going to take a step back? Probably for a couple of years. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but they're not going to be good again with Matt Ryan running the offensive unit. They're just not. The next time you see the Falcons good again, It won't be with Matt Ryan, or they wouldn't have got rid of Julio Jones, his number one target in the last decade. I mean, you got to be real for a second. Just because Atlanta is at home in week one does not mean that they should be favorites in the game. I thought thought the the money line on that game, actually, um, if you want to talk betting terms, I thought the money line on that game was was atrocious. Thought it was absurd. That game should have been a pick 'em. And I would have picked Philly and they won. Uh Burley busts on the Packers. Yeah. This was my favorite team to win outright in the entire weekend of the NFL. Even more so of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Yeah. Honestly, if I were if I had to make one decision this weekend, who's going to win a football game? I would not have taken the Buccaneers. I would have taken the Packers. I thought the Packers against the Saints um, in the afternoon, games being played uh, in Jacksonville, you know, grass, advantage, home game technically for the Saints, but not at Mercedes. And they got blown out. This was the biggest bust of the weekend. Um, and if you listen to the extended, the extended bonus segment of the Burley Gunner Show um, that's going to be released here around 2 p.m. this afternoon, you're going to hear much more about the Packers in a, in a new segment called Burley's Beats. Yeah. If you follow me on the Book of Sports app, you already know. Um, but we'll get into that. Burley Banks Houston. Sure did. I sure did. Listen, what made anybody think that a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback is going to go up against a team with an experienced quarterback in Tyrod Taylor at home with four legitimate experienced running backs with Brandon Cooks, an experienced wide receiver, I just don't see how anybody thought Jacksonville was going to come away with that game. I it, now now granted it it may be Houston's only win of the season and I think they're going to get absolutely steamrolled next week. They're coming to Cleveland. But I mean, if you want to be realistic, Houston probably should have been the favorite play of the day. The only reason it couldn't have been was because that's probably the only game that they will win. Burley busts on the Colts. Yeah. I said that Russ was going to be running for his life. Guess what? Russ cooked. Yeah. He had four TDs. Only five incompletions. That guy, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I said that the Seahawks were going to finish the bottom of that division. That could be with eight wins. That division, I'll tell you what I said earlier. The NFC West is the most impressive division out of all of them. I mean, you've got the Niners. You've got the, the Cardinals. You've got the Rams. And you've got... Yeah. Burley Bang, the Niners. Said they were going to be the highest scoring team of the Sunday. And they were. The game was a little... uh, I was back and forth on the game. To be honest with you. I overthought the game all week. I'm not going to take credit for, for for them winning. I'm not going to take credit for them winning at a certain margin. I'm just not. I thought that they could blow them out. I thought that they possibly could get upset late. But at the end of the day, it was set on book it. Niners to score the most points. Shout out the four chubs. And that's exactly what happened. Burley busts on the Padres. Said no way in hell they lose all three games to the Dodgers this week. And there's just no way. They need to win every single one. They need to win all these games. They're chasing the Reds. They, well, they got swept. 
And now the backs are against the wall. They are still fighting with the pod or with the Reds. And I still like them to make the the playoffs. But here in a couple of weeks, we may hear a uh yeah, we may hear that I was I was wrong about that here in a Burley's bus segment. Burley bangs the Cardinals. I said I thought they were going to do the same thing they, that the Browns did. If this game gets out of hand, that they were going to roll. Listen, Arizona plays faster. Arizona plays um, way more upbeat. When Tennessee goes down, they're screwed. They're screwed. They can't come from behind. They can blow leads. They can't come from behind. When the Browns went to Tennessee last season and scored, you know, 30, what was it, 35, 36 points in the first half, the, the Titans couldn't, the, the Titans tried to mount a comeback, but it wasn't even, it wasn't strong enough. They are a run first team. I know they have Julio, but still, Julio ate a butterfinger before the game today. Did you see him? They are a run first football team. And Arizona went into that football game on the road and with a superior Head coach and quarterback combination. They dominated the ball game. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. All right. Good show. Good show. If you made it this far, you're a dog. You're a dog if you made it this far. I appreciate you. Um, Follow me on Book It. Book It Sports app. Free in the App Store. Uh, Yeah. Tomorrow's show... Uh, maybe a maybe a special guest. Maybe a special guest for tomorrow's show. I don't know. It was a rocking weekend. I had fun. Um, I know you had fun. Stay tuned for the Burley's Bets bonus to the Burley Gunner Show that will be released around 2 p.m. Eastern, around 2 Pacific. And if you are in between that, do the math on it. The main show, the flagship show for the Cleveland sports fan with Scooter, the fan, myself, my brother, and Oshimaida, we will have that for you at 5 p.m. Eastern Time to Pacific. Again, in between. Do the math. I'm going to take a nap. Go take a nap. You earned it. I earned it. He earned it. She earned it. Burnley Gunner Show.